So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and all your cares to God, for He cares about you. That's 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7. This is going to be a little bit more of a... um, It's going to be a little bit more vulnerable of a recording than what I typically do, Uh, just to open myself up a little bit to you here, Uh, show you some things that's uh, been going on inside of me and and going on in my mind, whether they've been at the forefront of my thoughts or kind of compartmentalized towards the back of my mind. They've been around for a while, Uh, and this recording feels like as good a time as any as to be able to get these out here and kind of vocalize and verbalize these a little bit and share what's been going on over the past couple decades, at least off and on in my life. Now, this past Saturday, I celebrated a birthday, 45 years old. Yeah, 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 it's, it, it is definitely something to be applauded and something to be cheered about, and we celebrated for two days, Saturday and Sunday, but now I've decided, enough. Prime of middle age doesn't quite require that much applause and lauding. But there was something significant about this number in my life, if I'm being very honest with you. This this 45, it held uh, a, a lot of freedom for me that at times I think I was aware of and at other times I don't think that I really understood a little bit of the weight that I carried. You see, without going into too much of a backstory, and we all have a backstory, we all have moments in our lives that define us and, and cause us both joy and grief and sorrow and pleasure, all of these. Uh, we can look back at moments in our lives and see where we've been marked and shaped and formed by events and situations that have taken place. And I've had a couple of them, uh, not like not unlike any of you that are probably listening to me, we have moments, we have times in our lives that that really impact us, both for better and for worse sometimes. And my my two biggest times, really, of uh, of forming and things that still kind of serve to mold me today are a couple losses that I've had in my life. The first being the loss of my sister back in uh, February of 1990 when she passed. She was seven years old, and she had uh, she'd been battling cancer for about a year. Uh, and uh, ultimately, um, you know, she passed away on February 14th, you know, Valentine's Day of 1990. Another one of those moments was... Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, 1991, as my dad passed away from a massive heart attack. Both of these, as you would imagine, me being 11 and 13 respectively during these time periods, served to shape me, uh, my outlook. The way that I viewed things uh, not only impacted me in the moments that I went through these losses, but also a lot of moments since then as well. I... uh and, and kind of the vulnerable part of this is is confessing, I guess, verbalizing to you the fact of just how some of these numbers and it had had impacted me in these of these events, and how I guess in the back of my mind, you know, the human mind is just such a fascinating thing. Um, just the the complexities of it, the way that we subconsciously still continue to hold on to things even when they aren't at the forefront of our minds, but that they still linger 
in our lives and in our thoughts, and they they play a role, uh, such a substantial role in so many different ways. And and here's here's how these two events, and these two losses, have kind of shaped me a little bit, and and just in moments, in in times, certain uh, areas. Because I remember that uh, when my daughter, my daughter is just such an incredible blessing from the Lord, and I think that most all parents would agree that their kids are uh, incredible blessings in their lives. I particularly like to think of my daughter just a little bit more so as she was born on the exact same day that my sister was born. So a little bit of a day, uh, you know, a little bit of a joy uh, and, and a cause for celebration in the, the year that she was born had been introduced because it had been almost a decade since my sister had passed. And quite honestly, her birthday during that, that almost decade was, was something that was a painful memory. I mean, while you, uh, you can still look back on her life and see so many times of joy and uh, happiness that she had brought us just in her seven years of life, that, that was a painful reminder that it was a day that was celebrating her birth, but... Uh, the birth of a life that was no longer with us. So when my daughter arrived on her birthday, that was, uh, to me, just a, another one of the little God winks in my life of just how much he cares for me, as First Peter talked about, that he does care for me. Even in the moments of greatest loss and deepest hurt, he does indeed care for me. But I remember that... Uh, even though I had this cause for celebration on my daughter's birthday, I remember November 17th, the year that my daughter turned eight, was a huge burden lifted off of my shoulders and, and felt like a weight had been released from me and, and maybe one that I was aware of but didn't know just quite the weight and the gravity of it. But I remember when she turned eight, there was a very long exhale, at least mentally in my life, that I didn't have to worry about losing my daughter at the age of seven, just as I had lost my sister at the age of seven. I also remember that when my daughter was 13, uh, that year was another year. It was very similar to the year seven of my daughter's life that I lived with a constant source. I, I, and I hate to use the word constant like it was... Um, just kind of overbearing or something that overwhelmed me because it truly didn't, but it was uh, constant in the way that it was always there of this, this anxiety and this worry that something might happen to me when she was 13, and that's because she was currently at the age that I was when I lost my dad. And while I didn't live from a place of fear, while that didn't you know really rule over me, and overwhelm me on a daily basis, it was still there in my mind. It was still happening. And then this goes back to well, kind of up until Friday of last week. My dad was 44 when he passed away. And part of my life journey and story is that at age 36, I found myself at a moment of realization over the summer of Hey, I'm less than a decade away from where I lost my dad, you know, that, that age. I don't know what the thing is with numbers in my head, but I can see a little bit of a pattern there. And I remember thinking that I am I'm very overweight. I'm not taking care of myself. My health is uh, not anywhere close to 
what it needs to be. And I'm approaching a time where, you know, subconsciously at least, most of the time consciously, uh, I'm associating with a very um, marked moment in my life that uh, had to do with my dad's health. And my dad was a very healthy man, uh, very active, uh, you know, just kept kept himself going, kept moving. Uh, but I was at a place in my life that I was not there. I was uh, extremely overweight, um, felt terrible, no energy. Um, and yeah, there was, there was this moment of, hey, eight years from now, I'm going to be the same age as my dad. I need to do something. And I did. I did. I uh, started on a kind of a health and fitness journey there, and not not to linger too long on that, but I'm uh, in far greater shape now than maybe even what I can ever remember being in my life, uh, teenage years and early 20s included. But Saturday morning, I woke up, and I remember verbalizing to my wife, I'm 45 now. I, uh, I, I lived past what my dad lived. And even though that the months, I had already surpassed it in months, but still that number, for some reason, was just hanging in my head. And I'm sharing this with you as this has been a 30-some year journey for me since the loss of my, my sister and my dad, 32 for my sister, 31 for my dad, almost 31 is coming up on it. But it's been something that I have wrestled with. Sometimes I've been more successful than others at wrestling with it. But there's been times where I've allowed it to overwhelm me, where I've allowed the, uh, the spirit of fear of the unknown to truly kind of rule over my life, at least in moments anyhow. And this passage out of First Peter that I keep coming back to of give all your worries I believe that uh, some translations say, cast all your anxieties on God, for he cares about you. That was one of the scriptures that I put to memory that really turned around uh, my life, so to speak. Try not to be too, too dramatic here. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, not trying to oversell anything, but also kind of communicate the value and um, the depth of just how freeing that this can be. Now, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and everything that uh, that falls into these categories, cast them on Him because He cares for you. Um, that was such a turning point in my life to where I looked to Him first to start doing these. And when these feelings and these emotions and this these thoughts started coming to forbear in my life as I began to see them a little bit more clearly or maybe focus on them, that they weren't quite as deep in the recesses of my mind as what they are usually stored, then I would continually quote this verse over and over to myself. And I drew a great deal of comfort from that. It didn't erase it. I mean, obviously it didn't erase it. I'm still sitting here talking to you about it today. That There was a, uh, a deep uh, exhale that kind of took place on Saturday when I woke up. And I also want this to serve. I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm just saying that you just cast your mental and emotional anxieties and worries and fears on God and then you walk away. I don't, I don't you know, I think that it would be, um, it would be very, very 
um, amiss for me to try to convince you that that's all you need to do. You know, I would never uh, tell you from a physical standpoint that you just need to trust a heart condition. Uh, you're having a heart attack. We'll just lay it at the feet of the Lord and don't seek medical attention. That, that would be uh, foolish. And I don't, uh, you know, spiritually, same thing. God has provided us with outlets and with uh, people that he has gifted and places that we can turn, and it's the same with our emotional and mental health. I'm not just saying that when you're struggling with anxiety, worry, fear, doubt, any of these thoughts, that you just need to take it to God and just you know leave it there and don't seek anything else. Um, I'm not saying that at all. I believe that would be foolish. But what I am encouraging you to do, I guess, throughout this rambling podcast here, this rambling recording, is that I want to encourage you don't don't beat yourself up whenever you have these lingering thoughts and these doubts and these worries and anxieties because we all deal with them. Don't don't beat yourself up and feel like you're lesser because you're having them. I guess I'm just encouraging you that seek the help that you need to get. No doubt. Please do. Please do. Reach out to me if necessary. If you need someone and you're not comfortable with anyone else, reach out to me. But always make sure that your first area of crying out is to God. Make sure that's the first area. Make sure that's the first person. We see it all throughout the psalm. We see it throughout the New Testament of casting your burdens, casting your doubts, casting your fears. Lay these at the feet of Jesus. Go to God first with these things because he cares for you more than anyone else can, more than we could ever possibly know. And just understand that no matter how much someone you think has it all put together, um, they don't. They struggle. They doubt. They fear. They have moments of worry and anxiety. And they live sometimes with these things uh, repressed and suppressed so far into the back of their minds that they can, um, maybe they can um, compartmentalize them a little bit more than others. But know that if you're worried, if you're anxious, if you have fears and you have doubts and there's moments in your life that mark you and cause you to have these moments uh, where you feel these things, don't feel like you're all alone. Don't feel like you're the only one. Don't buy into the lie that it makes you somehow lesser of a person, less worthy, less qualified. Don't believe that. Cry out to God. Cast all your worries, give all your anxieties, all your cares to God first because he cares for you. And then, just as you would with your physical or your spiritual well-being, seek help beyond that. And we talk about being beyond the walls. Go past, go beyond the walls that you have erected in your own mind, in your own life, that you think is what is societally accepted and what is the norm from a societal aspect. Be blessed.